welcome everyone to your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk about all of Season 6 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, Pete, some perspective here on the season as a whole as we look back over these 13 episodes that took us from what could have been a series finale, Episode 522, to one more season to go. So what successes do you want to start with? I think back in particular to the two part collision course episodes as being, I think the Zenith of the season and, you know, the breakneck speed pun intended with which they were delivered, um, you know, finally getting, uh, Sarge and Izell head to head, firmly establishing what our trajectory was. I think for me, I had a blast with some of the episodes that kind of broke the mold. Uh, I think of the 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 Deke startup episode that was just bonkers for a variety of reasons. I do take a couple points off for the Sequoia stuff, but. Um, you know, that was super fun. Uh, I think of the, you know, get in space high episode. And that was obviously meant to be silly, meant to be over the top. And I'm certainly not saying like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s normal model, its normal mold is so old that, that it gets boring or it becomes boring. But it was nice to have these exceptions to the rule this season. Yeah, I mean, for the diminished episode order going from 22 to 13 22 being increasingly under fire as a network order i mean we'll we'll never have this with agents of shield again um 13 there's not another marvel show that's that's gone over 13 in a season funny to think of it that way in 2019 um kind of fond of the leap episode um, bottleish in nature in the way that uh, Izell continually inhabited our characters reminiscent of uh, the thing um, kept you guessing each time there and again you know those three episodes collision course parts one and two and leap occurring across uh, two weeks three episodes I think really peaking there episodes eight nine and ten I'll mention as well, I think that what we had in the first half of the season with Sarge's crew and getting to know those different personalities, not being clear on their mission, kind of the the arc of the mystery of what they were doing. Uh, I think of Jacko and his, you know, spray paint portal thing. Uh, there was just a, there was an effervescence and a wackiness to it that I think on the one hand, that's what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is all about, is kind of going to these extremes sometimes and being a little less serious. Uh, but it nonetheless had a weight to it in terms of, you know, Sarge's crew was trying to save this planet, has been trying to save the planets before it in this battle that for the first half of the season we didn't completely understand. Yeah, which winds up essentially being a lie. He couldn't shake these memories that he really was the villain. Um, and it makes Jacko and Snowflake, who, you know, 
were the characters we got to explore the most far more sympathetic than they initially seemed. Let's get a uh, snowflake back for season seven. Can we? I certainly hope so. I know that the way this season ended, it makes it a tad more difficult in terms of was she part of the most of the people killed off in shield HQ, which, you know, we saw agent Khan and, and his, nameless extras you know standing in for oh my goodness it's been it's been butchery here uh could she have been mowed down by that absolutely could it have been oh man while simmons did the time jump fitz was back five minutes before the chronicoms came or whatever kind of story conceit you want to do and he got out the people who you know weren't killed or that sort of thing so yeah, fingers crossed that she comes back, that Dr. Benson comes back. I mean, come on, thirteen to go. Let's stuff all these crazy characters in a you know, in a in a tin tube and fly around time. If Joel Stoffer's Enoch is not made a regular in season seven, Fantastic Geek riots. Boy, you're not kidding. I mean, he has been so good, particularly with a character who is largely emotionless and who certainly does not always understand what's going on. I mean, almost in retrospect, Pete, it's like, oh, it's similar to the cloth of Mr. Data and kind of sort of Spock, although not the kind of bubbling emotions deep beneath Spock, but kind of that wide-eyed Data, you know, what do you mean? You know, egg on my face. There is no food here, things like that. And Enoch is just... I don't know. He's so wonderfully funny while being serious. Um, yes, let's absolutely hope that he's in every episode and a cast member, etc. I can only imagine he's going to be key in the exploration of what Coulson as an LMD is and means. Yes. To whatever degree they're going to explore that. I know I said uh, a similar, I sang a similar tune on the uh, the six twelve six thirteen podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised if, knowing that they have thirteen episodes to go, you know, if they spend an episode or two just kind of quickly reminding everybody, hey, he's an LMD, so it's the same guy, but you know, he's got flamethrower hand, or but uh, you know, occasionally he'll say accessing, accessing, oh yes sky i remember that or whatever it might be um those little kind of new character hitches if they're going to have them i think they're going to move through pretty quickly i think at the end of the day the show just wants to get back to colson and the agents of shield on one last epic adventure when we talk about things that did not work as well for the season i think at the top of it for both of us given you've already mentioned it was the really kind of lame-brained way in which Marissa Tancharone's character of Sequoia was purported. And the show even takes it to task later on. Uh, Deke called her a psychopath. Yeah, I think... Let me put it this way, Pete. Do you remember that Alfred Hitchcock movie where Alfred Hitchcock has multiple scenes in it? Oh, wait, he didn't do that. He kept his cameos to these little itty-bitty things. Um... Ditto on Oscar nominee M. Night Shyamalan, who has had a you know tumultuous career, but he too keeps his cameos on the shorter side. Uh, might have played a role in Lady in the Water. I don't know. I didn't, never saw the complete movie in one sitting. But my point being this, Pete, 
if you're going to do this kind of, you know, in-universe, ha-ha kind of cameo thing, A, she didn't need to have that large a part, particularly given, you know, she's a writer, she's a producer, she's not an actress. Uh, and then you add to it, you know, it, I feel like it was so hyped online, and here's the Instagram, and then here's, coincidentally, everybody posting similar words on instagram saying here's our wonderful boss who's such a great force and it just made it a weird time it made it a weird time for all of us pete i think another thing that you know nature of the business this was filmed almost a year out um anthony michael hall's much build uh appearance as mr kitson in one episode yeah, I'm. You know what, Pete? I'm still holding out hope that surprise, surprise, that was all set up for season seven. Um, I think that we are still not. We, the audience, we, the lay people, are not still entirely sure at what point was there maybe the possibility of season seven. At what point was there that joyous news announced and applause broke out while everyone, you know, was having their lunch break or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, was it? Episode 608, 610, 613, whatever it might be. Obviously, you know, not as late as 613. But I hope to see Mr. Kitson of Kitson City of Planet Kitson back in the new season. I feel like we're set up, you know, it's Agents of Time v. Chronicoms. You know, there's been crisscrossing with Kitson. Maybe you get him back to play Grandpa Kitson, Father Kitson, whatever it is. Tons of opportunity there. I think with the diminished order as well, the season still took a little bit to find itself, to find the tone. I mean, we understand these characters after five seasons, but in the two-tier storytelling, the earthbound action, and then what was going on with agents in space, uh, it was a little difficult at times to reconcile that within episodes. And you would have, this is an earthbound episode. This is a spacebound episode. This is a little of both. This is a Deke episode and barely brings in our other characters. Um, once it got rolling, though, like I said, once we got to that, you know, seven, eight, nine, or was it eight, nine, ten? It was set, I was eight, nine, ten. Um, I, I felt, you know, we had we had finally arrived. Well, Pete, we're talking successes and failures. Let me ask you this: When they wrote episode five twenty two, entitled "The End," were they expecting that when they wrote it, when they shot it, were they expecting that to be the series finale? I mean, pretty clear indications that they did um, with everything going on. I mean, why would you name an episode that they had not yet officially been renewed? And then they get this strange, not just renewed for a sixth season, but surprise, a seventh as well. Uh, despite, you know, what we've heard for a couple of years now of, oh, we were secretly told about a sixth and seventh season renewal uh way back when and sworn to secrecy in a public place with thousands of people um you know little dubious in in terms of the acceptance of that and the way they went down to the wire uh that that weekend i had been told on a friday that's it they're done 
So that being the case, was it a success to get season six? Like what? And and therefore season seven? Like was that? What, oh, was absolutely. that good news? And and remember, we're talking about the flagship. We're talking about the show that has spawned the most episodes, 123 to this point. It's going to finish up with 136. So you have a very very strong legacy. Uh, at least two spinoffs. I mean, you want to count agent Carter as having existed beforehand, but it, it came afterward and they, they spun the idea of shield into that. Um, even though it was SSR and everything there. And I think we're still going to get those love letters back in season seven, all sorts of rumors that Haley Atwell is going to show up. And then you talk about, um, actually three spinoffs, Matt in humans, you know, in that shield launched, the idea of Inhumans and Inhumans really destroyed itself as a brand. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the forthcoming uh, Ghost Rider with, uh, you know, Robbie Reyes having started again on the flagship. So I, I don't think we're ever going to get another Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show that goes seven seasons. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think this for as long as Marvel Cinematic Universe television is a thing. Uh, will always have a special place. Here's my here's my point. They did not expect this sixth season to come along. So were there some rough points? And maybe rough is even too strong a word, but back to your observation, Pete. Hey, in the first half of this season, we had some space, some earthbound, some this and that. If we can all agree that the show was working its way out of a finale corner that it had painted itself into and you know obviously had the summer writer's room to to chart this course out of it but i i just mention it just to remind not just you pete but to remind the listener they needed to do some serious undoing this season which was to undo the finale of agents of shield episode 522 so you know, again, was it a little weird at times? Oh, this is an episode where you don't get May or Sarge or, you know, or anybody on the Earthbound side this time because we're in space. I think there just needs to be a little bit of flexibility there to understand, you know, they were undoing the end of the show in order to unfold this season. And I know that we're going to we're going to touch how that's going to impact how that impacted this season, how it will impact season seven in a little bit. But I think it's just worth remembering this is a thing that got made somewhat unexpectedly. This was not, you know, Marissa Tancherone and Jed Whedon sitting there with the famous, you know, Big Feather Quill saying, ah, and, you know, in my novel that I write up at Cape Cod, there's chapter six and chapter seven, and that's been part of the plan all along. No, they had to add this once they got the order. And then there's the strange situation strained on top of that in that they're outside of uh infinity war and Endgame. you know no one told us what was going to happen i mean we we can't get hey uh tony stark's gonna die they're gonna undo it there's gonna be a five-year jump there you go guys go your merry way and incorporate it um i'm still super hopeful that what they do with the time travel allows them in season seven 
to say, well, we had moved around and that's why, oh, we came back and people disappeared for five years. Sure glad we got back to 2023 without losing anyone. Well, one would certainly hope. I I mean, they finished filming, what, six, eight weeks after Endgame came out? Um, so if that's going to happen, Pete, we all need to be waiting for that in the episode 710 or after point. If you think in episode 701, they're going to, they will have shot stuff for 701 where they go, oh man, bucking in the time vortex, better stay away from 2018 because there's some weird things going, you know what? 2016 is straight. You know what? Let's just stay out of that part of the. Let's just stay at the whole 21st century for right now till things calm down. But this, I know, Pete, their team of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're going to be relying on each other, much how we rely on the people who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, all sorts of levels to choose from. Only takes a dollar to get you in the door, though. But Matt... What if I can't contribute a dollar a month? Is there anything I can do to help Fantastic Geek? You know what you can do? You can go on your social medias. I'm talking your faces, the book. I'm talking your Twitter. I'm talking your LinkedIn, if we were on LinkedIn. So maybe not <laughs> LinkedIn, but... And spread the word of the Fantastic Geek podcasts. Uh, also, hop on Apple Podcasts, leave a review there, not just for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed, uh, the pop culture podcast feed, heck, any of the other stuff that you listen to that we do as well. That is always appreciated. It doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time. <gasps> any of the 18, soon to be 19 podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Come on, put that final one up there soon, please. Yes, waiting on some Apple for some bleeps and some bloops. But. Pete, let's dive on back here into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So let's rewind to last Sunday, okay, when we were talking 612, 613, gave a little extra time to hear from from listeners and get their feedback and whatnot. And, you know, I think that you and I, we have, you know, whatever our particular take, our perspective might be, but always interested to hear not just what you know listeners reach out and contact us uh not not just interested in their thoughts but you know kind of what are other people saying out there and i know i had made some i, I had made reference to you know there's a little bit of a little bit of concern over uh the way colson returned but i really didn't see too much of it i said a week ago oh boy pete in the last week update on that first though or maybe ground zero of which is this article posted to Marvel.com in which, you'll never guess, Pete, the person on Marvel.com caught up with uh, uh, Jed Whedon and Marissa Tantarowin and had some thoughts. Are you ready to hear some of these thoughts from this article? Lay it on us. All right, first thing here. This is midpoint through the article. I talked a little bit earlier on about you know the sacrifice of May and Yo-Yo, and you know everybody's okay there. This is the section on the return of Coulson. I read now from the article. With the Chronicom hunters in possession of Fury's black box and the situation more dire than they anticipated, Simmons realized they needed an expert in S.H.I.E.L.D. history to even have a chance of stopping them. Hence the return of the beloved Coulson as an enhanced LMD with Chronicom upgrades. Quote, Well, part of the core of our show and our storytelling is wish fulfillment, stated Whedon. 
We knew that we were going to take the audience's expectations and break hearts in that Sarge turns out not to be a good guy and he turns on us and we end up fighting him in the end. There were multiple, the, the quote continues here, there were multiple reasons we wanted to bring him back, but one of them was just for that feeling of, yay, he's back. And a sense that we wanted to have that feeling and the audience might have that feeling. If we were going to get one more season, we were going to bring back uh, bring our guy back, or a 2.0 version of him for our last adventure, Whedon added. We missed Colson, inserted Tantrowin. We just missed him. Period, close quote. Pete, your reaction on this quote, which has, which has, which took some corners of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom, S.H.I.E.L.D. family by storm. Um, it's not well worded, and I think they might regret it now. Wish fulfillment? I mean, you're talking about the star of the show. And granted, you've built up Chloe Bennett over the years. Um, but Clark Gregg remains firmly the first name in the billing. So the idea, you know what? What the heck? Let's do it. Let's bring him back as a robot. Um, either they're still dancing around this Thing that they tried to do a year ago or more of that's it Clark Gregg is gone oh no he's going to direct the first episode then he's gone and and Clark Gregg is back as another character whatever so two kind of two takeaways here Pete I guess both under the umbrella and this is a this is a comment I heard multiple times on Twitter in the last week this article has caused emotional pain in some fans the first section here being uh, Whedon saying, we knew that we were going to take audience expectations and break hearts and that Sarge turns out not to be a good guy. Pete, do you, I guess here's what, what are your thoughts here on they intentionally took expectations and subverted them? Um, writing? Oh, would you say... Would you <laughs> Non-predictable say, writing, which is the aim of every writer not to do what you think we're going to do ergo you figured out the murderer in the first minute why watch well pete i agree with you there were people who told me on twitter flat out this is bad writing that there was this sarge twist i, I disagree no. you you can't call something bad writing when it doesn't do what you want it to do that's not bad writing that's maybe bad uh expectations it's not bad writing subjectively so this second part here uh whedon quote we were going to bring back our guy or a 2.0 version of him for our last adventure many people saying look this is proof that this is not colson because you said he is a 2.0 version of him. I wanted the 1.0 version that was Sarge. You're also implying that this is locked in, that this is the version that finishes the show. Um, I still believe that given the attention they languished over details and hmm, uh, human flesh uh ada everything that went on there that they'll still wind up being a fix for colson but you know what matt if not uh that's okay at the end of the day we got 
a version of the character back. I'll take some Coulson over uh, no Coulson. He's gone from the show. He directs an episode. Ooh, maybe they bring him back to direct another episode. No, man, I want my Clark Craig. I also, I personally think the quote is being misunderstood, misattributed to say, look, he is a 2.0 version of him. Well, that's not the whole quote. Bring back our guy or a 2.0 version of him. I think it's more saying this is Coulson because of the magic, not just of storytelling in general, because of the magic of this kind of storytelling where you can say, yeah, memory, engram, copy, chronicom, LMD, bleep, bloop, bleep. It's the guy you always knew and even even have dialogue and we've brought him up to speed. He doesn't have a hole in his memory the way Fitz did. Uh, you know, Fitz, Fitz 2.0, Pete. You know, to just say, I don't want to say story hand-waving because that suggests something less than effective. Because of all these extraordinary tools that this particular type of storytelling has with robots and memory copying and alien technology and all of that, you get to have him back except now he has cool robot powers for the last season. That's the 2.0, not we have denied you the character that you actually like, and we've swapped him out for an El Faco. And even if you do feel that way, Pete, I don't know how there are people that are convinced that the Sarge character was would have been that Coulson in a way that LMD Coulson is not. Fine, it was an original Coulson that then had the Sarge thing grafted onto him if you get rid of the thing i guess colson is still there how is that any different than robot guy they're both equally preposterous yes if anything i think there was a fault in logic how did sarge acquire colson's body have it for hundreds of years to be chasing Izel, though colson was alive um they never rectified the idea. And again, some solve could be coming in season seven via the time travel that, okay, he died in Tahiti and then, you know, his, his body template went to, uh, the, the fear realm this way because, uh, ghost rider, whatever, whatever. Um, but again, you know, at the end of the day, we watch these shows not because of slavish logic, but the connection to the characters and the, the fun they have along the way. OK, the Coulson, the Coulson, excuse me, that Clark Gregg, they're just so synonymous, Matt, um, that he played a villainous character and they, you know, faked you out. And you still got him back at the end. Um, and I think still a possibility held out. I mean, geez, Matt, now that they've wrapped the series, are, are people going to absolutely lose their mind and throw away seven years of watching next year if Colson 2.0 LMD winds up being only just Colson 2.0 LMD? Well... Again, and I'm not, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make fun here, Pete. I was unaware a week ago that there were people in emotional pain. You know, I I had what I thought what started out to be a congenial conversation on Twitter, and then I said, "Wow, your response was really rude." And the person 
replied two more times, then blocked me, and this, that, the other, and somebody else said, if you even read these tweets, da-da-da-da, I said, I read all the tweets, here's my logic, and I was using words like, personally, I view it like this, because, Pete, I think you and I, hopefully we have decent insight onto these things, but at the end of the day, dear listener, if you feel like, you know, hey, it was poorly explained, the road to get from Colson to Sarge, to resolve Sarge, to get Colson back by way of an LMD, if you're not feeling it, okay. I mean, you feel what you feel. I personally, I look at this switcheroo that, that subverted expectations, and I look at it from the perspective of how did they go about telling this story? It's like you go see a magician. We've all seen a magician, okay? And you, at no point are you concerned that they're actually going to cut the lady in half. But whether you're five years old or an adult, you're always trying to figure out how they cut the lady in half or how the bunny disappears or whatever. And usually you can't tell. And that's why you say, wow, good job, guy. My expectation was that there would not be a bunny there. Then it appeared. Then you did it again while I was watching carefully. I credit your skill in tricking me, not hold on. You said cut a lady in half, therefore I, I tweeted and I blogged that the lady would be cut in half and dead and she wasn't, therefore you let me down. Let's give them credit for, in my mind anyway, let's give them credit for this surprise reveal that they had for the sixth season. I mean, what is unsurprising and simultaneously the magician's surprise is that Clark Gregg remains through the show's seven season run the idea that he would have left i know we talked briefly after season five that there might be some kind of soft reboot no uh colson no may shield the next generation for those final shortened two seasons that wasn't the way they went and i really don't think that would have been a successful direction I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that even if there was some situation where Clark Gregg was like, eh, you know what, why don't we, I, I, I think I'm going to stop at this point. And even if they were like, no, well, money, this, that, the other, surely Clark Gregg is the highest paid person on this show, and by a lot. The If he was going to walk away and it was like, guys, 100%, I'm leaving, that's it, you know, I'm sure that the people in charge of the show would have been like, this is terrible, this is sad. Oh my goodness, now we have all this extra money to do things. Like, once they got over the sadness, now we have all this extra money to do things like exterior shots, exterior locations, things of that sort. But they didn't go that direction. Clark Gregg didn't go that direction. Ming-Na Wen didn't go that direction. They all decided to stick with this, you know, what ended up being this mammoth 26-episode slog for basically a year. And, you know... Pete, we all work really hard in life. Okay, these these actors in particular, you know, these super long days, week after week after week after week, little time off for the holidays, but not that normal, hey, here's the summer off in between seasons to just keep chugging along. There's a passion there for this show. There's a passion to end it on the show's terms. And, you know, I'm not upset over LMD 2.0 Colson. I'm not upset over the Sarge switcheroo. I'm happy to have had 13 more episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. behind us and to have 13 more to go. And I think this season seven is really going to be something special in terms of the way they look 
back and honor everything that's been done over the previous six seasons. Absolutely. You know, I think we're all widely expecting time hopping and, you know, okay, there's the Enver Jokai got a season seven bicycle. So is he going to be in it for one episode or more? You know, the wide assumption Haley Atwell is back. So you get agent Carter, Pete, I have my own little hope. Okay. Uh, do we find out what happened to Agent Thompson? That's all I want to know. Please. please. <laughs> Even if it's just in a line. Like... If there's if there's one hope I have for season seven, it's that they somehow address the dropping of Agent Carter and the decision to throw that tag in there and to never, ever reference it. Like, pick that up in in the beginning of, like, you know, episode two. Um, okay, there's this burning mystery that you saw back in 2016 and now we're going to finally address it in 2020 restore the timeline etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah i think it could be fun i think it could you know redeem what was a not a great choice i i think they were overconfident that they would be back well, be back, they will be, and certainly looking forward to that. Pete, how can people be in touch with you as we enter this barren wasteland that is time without Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we're going to be podcasting a whole bunch of other shows. I know that each week the Pop Culture Podcast is going to continue to get new content, but we're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. How can people talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 10,611 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter's Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a P-H, all one word, like it today. Well, Pete, now, as mentioned, we put the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast feed on pause. Certainly, if uh, series news crops up, we will certainly update it, hoping that they're going to have a panel at New York Comic Con. I guess that's the next thing on the they old radar. Better. They absolutely better. But uh, as I also mentioned, hope that you're tuned into the Pop Culture Podcast feed, where we have a whole bunch planned in the next couple months, the next half a year, etc. Great stuff ahead. But with that, Pete... I will say adios to season six and to all our listeners and give you the final word. Bye, guys. <laughs>